Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Nerds Adulting. I am your host, Peter Volwin, and I am joined by two special people, uh, Ralph. Ralph, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Thank Thanks you. for having me on. No problem. Thank you for joining me. It was kind of a last minute thing because uh, someone actually couldn't make it. I'm also joined by one of my OG cohorts, Brandon Jones, is here with me today from LRM, writer extraordinaire. How you doing, Brandon? How's it going? Meet you up, bitches. <laughs> I missed that. <laughs> so for those of you who don't know, we had our own, we started our own podcast a couple years ago called uh, The Grown Up Nerd, which is now debunked or debunked, whatever you want to call it. So we actually, that's how I started. Brandon kind of pulled me into the podcast world. So it's kind of like almost uh, uh, going on a way, going back to the future or whatever. You know? reminiscing that's not how that happened at all i didn't pull you and you yeah you did in. no you pulled you're the one that told me it was after i remember specifically because i was nah, taking a dump nah, nah. i was taking a nah, dump nah, and you nah. were like let's talk about star wars uh the last jedi and i was like okay. and then you said okay let's record it <laughs> okay fine and that became our very first episode yeah and it was actually kind of actually just listen to that it was actually kind of funny but uh, anyways that's neither here nor there uh, a little history lesson on uh, Brandon and Albert's old podcast. But anyways, gentlemen, this episode is to cover the 2019 top nerd news slash stories uh, that I felt um, where the top stories are. Um, do you guys have anything you want to say before we get started? Or do you, is there anything you want to put out there? Any, any warnings or anything? Um, No, it's just been a rough year. Uh, for nerding, yeah, it has uh, it's, it's, it's been like a good year as far as like content, but as far as like quality, it just seems like it's it just seems like nothing made nerds happy this year. That's like an interesting one point. Or two things, one or two things made nerds happy. Other than that, it's just been like a down year for nerds. They're losing. Hmm. Yeah, but some of those came at the beginning of the year, and some of them came at the. It wasn't in game this year. Yeah. That is, so we got one game towards the beginning of the year, and then we got Mandalorian at the end. So we, at least we got a sandwich of like good stuff. Yeah, but if you're talking about two things in a 12 month period, like, listen, okay, listen, listen, listen. I'm not trying to qualify it. I'm trying to excuse it. I'm just telling you. At least the bookends are good. We had we had 12 we had 12 months to get good nerd stuff, and then there was only there's only well one of them is uh, good to me. The other one is. Uh, so. no. all right well I'm, I'm sorry that you feel that way but it, it's actually kind of i kind of see your point what you're saying is the the backlash i guess the nerd backlash that happened this year so it's kind of kind of looking forward to diving into this and see what you guys think um i'm going to begin with some honorable mentions these are just some topics that i think that i should bring up and for us to just discuss a little bit about because they had some significant moments in 2019 and so the first one was in january we had glass had had come out uh m night shaman is uh sort of like his trilogy completion is his final i guess no it's not his final movie because the way it ended what did you guys think about glass um i thought glass was interesting it was like it, it's funny how we're gonna uh, i'm gonna say this since uh, we're probably gonna be talking about rise of skywalker but it seemed like a well, it's basically like a, a fan film made for fans of of Unbreakable, right? For years and years, everybody wanted an Unbreakable mm. sequel. 
right? Years and years, everybody, and it was all this speculation and all this stuff on Reddit and all this, all these different ideas where people could go. And uh, if you, uh, I think, uh, Pat Oswalt had like a whole, total synopsis about how you could do a Mister, how you do an Unbreakable Two, and it seems like M Night heard that and was like, I taking notes. Yeah, I can make I can make an unbreakable. I think that the people I think they made a movie for the people that wanted an unbreakable sequel, and for the people who wanted one, I'm guessing it was okay. Um, uh, I I didn't see the split. What was split or whatever? Yeah, split was actually a fantastic movie. I thought. Yeah, I I didn't see split, but I got like the liner notes of split, and then I went and saw Glass. Because I just thought, unbre- I, I still think Unbreakable is M. Not's best movie. I like, um, uh, what is it? Uh, uh, I See Dead People. What's that? Uh, Sixth Sense. Sixth Sense. I like the Sixth Sense. But I think Unbreakable was was that movie where it was just like, I think he got most of like the rest of his movies off of Unbreakable. Because it's just so... Hmm. It's so good, and 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 it was an early indication of like nerd culture infiltrating itself into, uh, uh, what do you want to say, popular mainstream mainstream culture? Yeah, mainstream, yeah, not even mainstream. Just like, hey, you can make a serious comic book movie, right? Yeah, and that's basically what Unbreakable is. It is a serious. It is not a Marvel joke every five minutes. It is not the, you know, it's not the kind of superhero movies we got. Because at the time of Unbreakable, I think maybe <clears throat> Batman or Batman and Robin or whatever, or all these other superhero movies that were trying to do this different thing. And, and M. Night took like another approach to it. Um, where I think <laughs> maybe Glass may have gone wrong, uh, it may, uh, I don't know if. It just went so far comic book, right? The good thing about Unbreakable, which I think, was that it was a comic book movie, but it was still a serious movie about certain issues. The a Glass is just a straight-up comic book movie, villains and heroes and, and, and all this, secret societies and all this other stuff. And it's just like, it was a little, it was, you know, it was okay. Sorry for the rant. <laughs> no, you're good, man. Brandon, I know we talked about it. It was one of our last episodes we actually did for the Grown Up Nerd. Um, can you? Uh, what is your quick take on on Glass? Um, I thought it was entertaining, and I think that like it was a slow burn. I did like watching Samuel Jackson stuff, and I think for me that was probably the downfall of the movie is that he should have been. Uh, more in it for a movie called Glass. There was a surprising lack of glass. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, I didn't care for the fight scene at the end, but the ultimate way that everyone went out, I still enjoy. Like, I understand that people don't like the way David Dunn went out. um, And I get that. (laughs) I'm kidding. Yeah, like, yeah, that's that's people's sentiment. Um, But I kind of appreciated it and it, it you know it spoke to me about kind of the realism of 
be what it is it, it is to be a superhero right that you could just die kind of alone like that and just like in a in a horrible way and i remember there was this batman animated series episode where he was talking about like you know it might be the joker it might be penguin it might be some thug on the street that just gets me and like even he acknowledged that you know it, it didn't have to be a supervillain that would just get him one day and so from that perspective i appreciated this idea that like yeah it just happens like that sometimes so um i didn't mind that so much and i yeah. i thought it was an entertaining movie at the time yeah i think it's been a, i only seen it once i saw it in a theater and i thought it was a serviceable movie i thought it was entertaining but i was kind of left wanting more and it's probably because of the lack of samuel uh jackson and it just kept calling back to how good Split was and how good Unbreakable was. And this really isn't... It's probably the third worst out of those three, right? I guess we could say. Like, I mean, Obviously, Ralph, you said you haven't seen Split. But I really, really enjoyed Split a lot. And I really enjoyed... Funny story is I didn't see Unbreakable until probably late last year. I had never seen it. It's just one of those movies that I missed. And so, But those two movies are just much better, in my opinion, than uh, Glass was. So I just not agree with that. I remember seeing Unbreakable and having someone show, and it was before the time of like all these trailers and all these people talking about movies. I remember someone, a friend of mine, having Unbreakable and him showing it to me, and us just like just that first scene of him on the train is just it's just great filmmaking, and it, I think it's something that M Night does very well, just very static shots and 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 character dialogues. And not really knowing what's going on, kind of piecing it together yourself. And I think with a glass, it, there was a lot. There were a lot more set pieces. Uh, and I don't know if M Night does very well when his movies leave a certain point of area, like with a lot of different scenes and stuff like that. Like he, the the <clears throat> the small parts, the small scenes don't. Uh, uh, they just don't, you know, compute. You know, the, I mean, the bigger scenes don't compute compared to when he's just shooting just dialogue and a, and writing a scene between two or maybe three characters. Uh, that's why the I think the scene that works really well is when all three of them are in there with Sarah Paulson. I think that was some of the best parts of the yeah. movie. To me. Yeah, I agree. That was that was really entertaining. All right, I want to move on because uh, this is honorable mentions. We don't need to do a deep dive on this stuff. Uh, the next okay. thing that the next thing that happened this year that we all got to witness was the abomination that was the Sign of the Hedgehog OG trailer, the original trailer. <laughs> do you guys remember that trailer? And what are you? Absolutely. What were your thoughts? I Brandon, I think we actually talked about this in the past too. About yeah, it. I was what? fucking horrified. Yeah, <laughs> and there the memes are <laughs> like, great. They, I was, this yeah. is the times I was so happy we live in the modern era where we could see like the stuff people were putting together after that trailer came out. It was hilarious. Mm. Yeah, I mean they talk about you know Sonic got to go fast. That dude went so fast that it just completely destroyed his body. Um, <laughs> and you know to their credit, they heard the outcry. And like the movie itself looked fine, but it was just hard to take your eyes off of this train wreck that was Sonic. And so they did the Mia Culpa and they went back and redid it. And I I don't understand how they even got to where they were. Just take that thing and drop it in the real world. Did you hear? Because uh, you have um, the template. Did you hear the the conspiracy theory was that this was all planned that they were going to release it so it looks terrible and then that way <clears throat> it would create all this backlash and all this like. 
talk like word of mouth stuff going on on the internet and then that's why they did it. I don't believe that. I don't believe it either, but I thought it was an interesting conspiracy theory that people were throwing out on Twitter. Ralph, what did you do? Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, just I, the last thing I was going to say was that uh, it was cool that, you know, now we have, in addition to Baby Yoda, now Baby Sonic. I don't know if you guys saw that. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah I forgot about that. Yeah. I missed, I missed that. I just, uh, <laughs> I'm really non, you know, I'm really like whatever's. I mean, it looked very weird. It looked extremely weird. But that was, you know, that was their vision for if they had taken it like a, a, if they had made the movie that way, right? If they had made it so like everybody that saw the Sonic was just like, what the freak? What is this? (laughs) Yeah. That's been a great way to take that movie. And then it would have played along with the social media and everything else like that. We'd be like, well, not only are people in the real world think the people in his cinematic world think he looks completely crazy <laughs> and weird and scary and have him play that straight have him play the straight like what are you guys talking about like this is how i look this is who i am you know him being completely nice <laughs> stop about body it. shaming me <laughs> yeah yeah if they would have done that i think i think that would have maybe been a more interesting way but i can understand like they put a lot of money into it and then they had to put a lot more money into it they'll never get the money they put into <laughs> into it so yeah. like it's like you know whatever but uh i'm glad they did it and it was it was a it was a fun time to be alive yeah it was a, it was an interesting experience let's say because i don't think i can't recall anything similar to that situation when you release a trailer you have the backlash then they pushed the movie back because of this trailer, and then they completely redo the CGI because of it, which costs them millions of dollars more. And like you said, they're not going to make their money back. I can't think of any, no, no. anything. No, no, no. That, yeah. Um, all right, moving on. Another thing I want to talk about, Brandon, I think you haven't played it. Ralph, I don't know about you, but Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order came out in um, the end of this year. Fantastic. And yes. So you have played it, Ralph. I've played it all the way through. Me too. And it was, I was, I was on the fence about buying it. And so I started seeing the reaction from people online because it's EA, mm-hmm. you know, it's Star Wars and Star Wars isn't in best place right now, I guess, fandom wise, uh, I, I guess. And, but that game was, it blew my, it blew, blew me away. It was amazing. It was mm-hmm. such a great yeah. ride and it, and everyone mm-hmm. was complaining about it. Not complaining. I'm sorry. Some people were complaining, saying, "Oh, this is all stuff that's been done before." And I was like, "Yeah, but it's done really well. Like, who cares if you did I stuff mean, like this in Uncharted?" So Star Wars is what 35, 40 years old. It's all been done before. Like, it, once you put Star Wars in the title, you're like, "Okay, I know what I'm getting." So I think it's more like the game mechanics. Like the wall crawling is done in Uncharted. The combat system is similar to, to Dark Souls and other combat parry systems that we've seen in the past and wall running which we've all seen from respawn who, who designed the game uh, mm-hmm. i have um i have this i just feel like once somebody gets something right right so take the batman arkham combat right once you get that right if other people copy that combat it's it's like okay this is what combat is this is and what, it's a win for us yeah, this is the best combat it is. Like, yeah, you're gonna take stuff from other from other games. Like, there's not gonna be way to. There's not gonna like they don't say that about Call of Duty. When 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 other games put pointing and shooting in games, they don't say, well, this is just like Call of Duty. They're all like Call of Duty. Everything's gonna be the same. So, 
I don't really understand where they were. The game was fantastic. It made you feel like a Jedi. It's one of the it's one of those rare games where like things started happening, like maybe even in cutscenes. I was like, man, this is great. Like I'm really into this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like I like. The, when the uh, when the uh, what do they call it? Uh, don't think, don't don't spoil it. Don't spoil it. No, 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 I'm not gonna spoil it. But there's a there's a time where you get to see one of the enemies <clears throat> with like their mask off. I was mm-hmm. like, I was like, man, I think I would turn to the dark side for this. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know exactly what you're talking about too. My lights, yeah. my lightsabers <laughs> coming out. <laughs> hey, baby, we don't have to fight no more. I'm on your side. All right, let's 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 go get a burger or something. <laughs> I just I thought I thought the game was it's fantastic, fantastically made. The guys at Respawn did a, a a a great job of bringing in lore, making things feel familiar, and bringing in new characters that were believable. They weren't just there because you know the plot said they were going to be there. There were it, it, it was a small contained Star Wars story, which are probably some of the best stories. They were just small and contained, and it didn't have to, it 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 it, it didn't have to do with the overall fate of the galaxy uh, type of thing. Like we're if we don't do this, like like it's already gone. The 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 the, the the Empire is like, already. You don't won. have to introduce a super weapon and everything to yeah. make the stakes yeah. real. Yeah. Yeah. The Empire has already won, and this is just this adventure of these of these people, which I think is great. Yeah. There's a lot of great moments between the characters there. Uh, Brandon, did you have anything you want to add to the Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order? Um. Discussion. So I was gonna say like Ralph, like what Ralph said. I thought that that was. I haven't played it yet, but it sounds like if it's a smaller, more personal story, that's pretty cool. And I think that's one of the reasons why I like Empire Strikes Back so much, because it's not about the fate of the galaxy. It's just about friends saving each other. And I think that that's kind of where this last trilogy missed the mark. They have a super weapon in every single one. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So they got like 50,000 super weapons. Yeah. Yeah, there's a super weapon, and sometimes there are fifty thousand super weapons. Um, but <laughs> the other things, super weapon, Arno. Okay, I'm sorry. I'm just we're getting, we're gonna no. get to it. Hold your horses, man. We're gonna get to it, Ralph. We'll get to it. Sorry, I'm ready. <laughs> and it's the last um, one too, so you got some time to wait. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. One of the other things I thought was kind of interesting about this story is like one of the stories of 2019. You you could just say it's not just fallen order. It's basically respawn fucking carrying ea on their backs for 2019 Mm. so between apex legends and this game they're the only ones doing right by ea and everyone else like to the point of you know you've got anthem on here Mm. and then we had before that last year it was the last no two years ago um mass effect just everybody in ea studios just fucking up except respawn so I, i i think that that uh, in and of itself is an interesting thing. So I hope we see more and more good things from Respawn going forward. And that's funny because you're bringing up EA. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pivot to the main one of the main topics of for today, which was Anthem. Right, in February, tw- February twenty second, Anthem was released, made by Bioware, published by EA. Right. So we played. Me, I think you and I played the alpha, so we got a chance to check yep. it out. But this game was plagued by 
issues. Not even before, even before the game came out. This game was in development for I want to say it was like six years or something like that, where we kept hearing about Anthem and they were working on it, and then they gave us a nice trailer at E3. I think it was in June when we saw the trailer. But when the game launched, they had like this weird convoluted release schedule. Um, like if you pre-ordered it, you could play the demo, but you couldn't. You wouldn't get early access if you had origin access basic you could play the demo early but you couldn't play it early and then you can get you get you would get a trial and then if you had the premiere access you would get the the demo early you get to, to play early and then you get the and it was just just weird i'm looking at the thing right now it's really convoluted and, and confusing on top of that all the issues that were plagued by development and things that went wrong um ralph i'm gonna let you lead off on this because you sound like you had some 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 things to say about Anthem before we started the show today. So well, I'll let you really, lead off. Like Anthem should have a uh, what do they call it? Anthem should, uh, they should like Anthem should have like a name under it. Like it should be Anthem: The Fall of Bioware, right? Because this is what we're watching. <laughs> slowly watching the fall of a great studio, which. It's it happens a lot. It happens all the time, but it's rare that it happens this quickly, right? Bioware made two games back to back that were critically uh, panned and panned by the fans, and and it just shows that probably and and it, and it comes off of the hills of uh, what is it? Um, uh, Mass Effect Three. Mass Effect 3 with their bad ending, right? <clears throat> so I think it shows that Bioware going to EA may have been a bad decision, right? In retrospect, like looking at it, like what they've done. No, at not even in retrospect. As soon as I heard that news, I was like, fuck <laughs> this. <laughs> no, because at the time, being bought by EA wasn't the worst thing because they got bought in the middle or. They got bought in the middle of um, Mass Effect Three, wasn't it? Or two? Mass Effect Two. Mass yeah, Effect it's right Two. Right before. They, they, yeah. they were, they were done. I think they were done with all, most of Mass Effect Two, and then they got, they got bought with Mass Effect because Mass Effect Two didn't have a multiplayer in it, right? It was just a straight game, and then Mass Effect Three had this like weird multiplayer in it that nobody could understand. Like, why does why don't Mass Effect games have? Well, why does this Mass Effect game have a multiplayer? Game? in it you know what i mean it's the same thing when i think about uncharted right like i always thought it was uncharted games I was like why does this have a more why did they take people away from this from this game to make a multiplayer that nobody is gonna like really get into um but back to anthem so anthem did launch and anthem was a incomplete like a not even like a little incomplete, like it was a lot incomplete. Like they gave us like a very incomplete, bare bones, like this is a concept for a game, right? And you had to pay, and they had everybody paying like full price for it. Um, they tried to do a lot of stuff that Destiny did. Uh, they wanted it to be like a service-based game where you come in and, you, and you're leveling up and stuff like that. But after you get past like the initial like, first four or five missions in the game everything that it's doing that seems like really cool and whatever it's just like the pieces don't fit together it's like they had a team over here do something a team over here do something a team over here that's what happened they had people spread 
uh, spread thin working or not spread thin, but working in different uh, parts of the world on this game at the towards the end of its uh, development life cycle at the end, they had all mm-hmm. these different people working on it together at the same time, which obviously communication uh-huh. breakdown and um, trying to get your points across to other people and cause an mm-hmm. issue. It's a, that literally is what happened with Anthem. And they had to bring in uh, Mark Dara, who normally does the um, what is, uh, Dragon Age. He's the Dragon Age head. And they had to bring him in to finish, get the game finished, right? And instead of EA saying, okay, cut our, look, we're going to cut our losses, and this is not going to come out at this time, they just pushed and pushed and pushed to get it out. And it just it, it, it boggles the mind. How you could release a game that is so broken, so bad, put so much marketing into it. They had Neil Blomkamp do a a, a, a damn <laughs> cinematic thing for it. And the game wasn't finished. Like, that is like the last thing you should do if a game is not finished is have some kind of outside... Like, the guy made District 9, like, hey, we're not finished with the game, but the guy who made District 9 wants to make a video. Like, it just doesn't make any sense. It is, it was, uh, but I was, I was there for it. I was like, yeah, come on. And then I even defended it a little bit, like, when it first came out. I was like, oh, no, it's not that bad. And then I, <laughs> yeah, you're insane. Yeah. <laughs> I, I got to the point where I'm just like, this is so, this is like, none of the systems work together the way they're supposed to work together right like the uh just even the um uh what do they call it uh when you the emote system how you get how you get emotes how you get different powers and weapons and stuff it's all like a roll like they're all rolling uh and what happened was you have a bunch of like um uh, it's supposed to be like an RNG type of game with the powers and stuff that are dropping different weapons and stuff that you get. But the RNG is so bad that <clears throat> once you get, they didn't even have the right systems in place to say, okay, this is the top level, right? And then once you get to the top level, everything's going to drop at that level. It's just going to be different, you know, different stats on the gear and stuff like that. No, they were just like, no, it, you still might get the lower level gear. You you're gonna you're mostly going to get the lower level gear when you get to the highest level, and it's not like it's not even like a whole number. Like your power, the power uh, cap was like seven twenty eight. It was like that was the number they stopped on. Like well, seven twenty eight sounds like a good number. That'd be a great power cap. Like who's who does that? It's not seven thirty, not seven twenty five, seven twenty eight. It was like this game was bad. It was. It was it was unfinished and it's still unfinished and hey but uh, they said they're not giving up on it last I read is the the plan they still have plans for this game which is surprising in my opinion but you talk oh, about it wasn't it wasn't finished they actually had uh, issue where Sony PS4s were basically soft bricked like they couldn't do anything until they mm-hmm. booted back into safe mode like what game does that to a video game system like that that's unheard of from any any game that I've ever heard doing that to a system before brandon what do you got for anthem what do you have what do you have to say about that game i feel like i've said enough words about anthem like i just (laughs) from i played the alpha and i just said nope like i just you play a game and you just get a feeling for this is the rhythm of the game and this is going to be the the mechanics um i liked flying 
and I loved flying through water and everything else was shit. Like the shooting was shit. The mission structure was crap. Like I just, I didn't care for it at all. And then on top of that, it's one of the things I don't think either of you mentioned was, I mean, you said that it was broken, but for the longest time in the alpha, you couldn't even get into a game. Um, like people were sending screenshots of the loading screen and like, yeah, Anthem's great so far. Hashtag, you know, something. I forgot what the hashtag was, but they were basically being sarcastic because they couldn't even play it. So, yeah, if there wasn't any and I there were so many people, not so many people. There were a bunch of people actually defending the alpha like, oh, well, this is what an alpha is for. It's like mm, sort of. But yeah, no, um, it was, it's a terrible game. And I I really feel what Ralph says. And I. I disagree. I remember hearing the EA news and just being like, no, this is no good. And then as soon as three came out and the multiplayer was the thing that made me feel. And the bad thing is the multiplayer was actually pretty good. Um, but what frustrated me was that the ending to the game wasn't good. So it's like how many man hours were taken away from perfecting the ending of this game to make this multiplayer good yeah that's what i always say about i I just that's what i always say about games that normally don't have multiplayer that have a multiplayer it's just like number one like nobody's going to keep playing this game after they finish it or mass effect was i'll say this mass effect 2 i may have played like five times like i probably played the game like five times in a row um, not in a row, but I mean, like I played it over and over and over again because the story and and, and some of the the shooting and stuff, the mechanics and stuff like that, I really enjoyed. <clears throat> Mass Effect Three, I played once, never went back to it. Played it, got to the ending. I mean, the the crazy thing about Mass Effect Three is that like ninety five percent of it is fantastic, and then that five percent of it that is just like what? You got to stick doing? the landing. You yeah, gotta stick the gotta, landing. Gotta stick the landing, and just like, oh my god, this is so, this is so bad. Why? <laughs> but Anthem, Anthem is Anthem is 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 so far removed from Mass Effect, and it's just like I think since the the guys who 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 uh, created uh, Bioware, the guys who started Bioware, the doctors, since they left, Bioware has just been it, it's just been mostly a name. It's EA. With another it's like name. Bungie, right? Everyone talks about, oh, Bungie this and Bungie that. Especially De- Not that there's anything wrong with Destiny 2. I think Destiny 2 is in a great state right now. Um, mm-hmm. But ev- before all they got to where they are now, they struggled with Destiny 1 and they struggled with Destiny 2. And everyone's like, but it's Bungie, but it's Bungie. But yeah, I was like, you know how many of those people work, uh, worked on the original yeah. Halo that are working on this yeah. game right now? They're probably not very many. And so you can't all those just... People are, uh, all those people are at Microsoft. <laughs> right. Yeah, they're probably at Microsoft, but they're, I mean, they're all doing... Uh, what's the Halo Studio? Uh, 343. Yeah. Yeah, all the people, because that's what happened when they left Microsoft, right? Microsoft says, like, this. So when Bungie left Microsoft, Bungie said, hey, we want to make something other than Halo. And Microsoft was like, it's a billion dollar franchise. Why are we going <laughs> to make something other than Halo? They said, okay, everybody wants to make something else. You guys go be Bungie. You're not taking Halo. Everybody still wants to make Halo. You come and stay with us. That was. That was basically how the split went. Yeah. And yeah. It's so funny you, you said Bungie, Pete, because of what it made me, the conversation that you and I have had was about dice. 
and we would talk about you know battlefield bad company 2 great game why can't you do that again and they basically said like we don't know what it is that you like about that because they're not the same people anymore yeah like it's it is a different company yeah when i heard that i thought that was the weirdest thing i'd ever heard when the guy said (laughs) when they said we have no clue why people liked that game. Because <laughs> like, you could blow what? stuff up. You could literally go yeah. to a wall, blow a hole in There was a moment, I swear to God, I was playing with Brandon, and you were like, hey, I need you to blow a hole in the wall over here so we can flank him. I took my rocket or my grenade launcher, blew a hole in the wall, and we went, all four of us went through that hole. That is something uh, that you cannot do in very many games. And that was like, just those moments like that were just amazing in Bad Company 2. And we don't get that anymore. What game can you do? Here's right something now? funny. Here's something funny. Just. Make that and put it in a new engine. Like that entire game, I bet you if they took, just like they did with Modern Warfare, if they took that game, that game, and just put it in a new engine, I bet it would sell gangbusters. It would be really good. It would be really good. Yeah, I spent, I I must have spent two, three hundred hours playing Bad Company 2. I think we all did. Yeah, I had a a group of friends that we played like every single night, like every single, every single night, doing the same thing. Same pushes, same, <laughs> same everything, you know. And then, and the greatest thing about it, it didn't see, it wasn't as sweaty as the other games got. It seemed like, hey, we could go for the objective. Yeah, we're trying to win, but we could put a bunch of uh, C4 on this, <laughs> on this, uh, on this ATV, right? And you're gonna, drive it, you're gonna drive it into the tank <laughs> when you get. The tank, I want to blow that mother. You know, like it was just like, hey, it was also like experimenting with stuff at the same time, you know. And it was just like we even got named. We had a, a guy we played with Robbie, and it seems like every time you spawned on Robbie, there was like twenty people in front of him, and you always got killed as soon as you spawned on yeah. Robbie. We used to have a saying. We'd be like, hey, don't spawn on Robbie. <laughs> and then we just always said that, hey, don't spawn on Robbie. And Robbie be like, hey, man, I'm clear. And like, nope, nope. It's a trap. Nope. Don't spawn on Robbie. Yeah. Do not spawn on Robbie. Yeah. And the middle ground to that is, you know, we had Black Gallagher who, you know, he wasn't experimenting. He was just running around taking tags. Just cutting my fucking <laughs> yeah, necks. Yeah. Shaking people. <laughs> and screaming was, about it. And it was, uh, I also think that it was before they got super, like, we need to have 300 people. Like, you had time to maneuver and set up what you were trying to do, you know? And now you can't because there's 300 people on the battlefield and you can't even like once you move left or move right you're getting shot by 300 people like it was a small contained uh it seemed like the maps were perfectly made for the amount of players that they were gonna put on the on the battlefield and like one team had a time to set up what they were trying to do your team had time to set up what you were trying to do and then you just you know you tried to execute and if that plan didn't work, you 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 did something else. But but with 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 uh, Bioware, it's just like this is like Bioware was such a big uh, deal. Their name carried so much weight. Now when you hear Bioware, you're just like now their name is associ- it's associated with shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, man, you bring it back. I'm having like such great memories of playing <laughs> Bad Company too. <laughs> Like, oh, oh man, it's just so Rush. You know what's sad is, like, no one likes Rush mode anymore, I feel like. That was, like, the best mode to play. Like, whether you're defending or attacking, Rush mm-hmm. was, like, the most fun. But uh, in more recent Battlefield games, it's really not. But um, they, I think they, I think the way they made these, I don't know what they did with the design of the maps of 
uh, with Val- with um, Dice, but I think they were just like it seems like they just wanted to design murder holes more than design maps where you could flank or do something. I think they just wanted to have okay, here's a long hallway. All the guys are going to be here just shooting and throwing grenades and. This other side, all these people are just going to be doing just shooting and throwing grenades. That's, or, that's that's one day, Matt or Brandon. Remember, <laughs> it's all he plays. He plays Operation or whatever it is. Yeah, and that's all Operation he plays. Locker. Yeah, Locker. Yeah. Yeah, and then or they they make the big soup stupid huge maps where you're just like running across, I don't even know not, what not the, doing anything, yeah. <laughs> just trying to get to one point. What, yeah, I'm like I can't even get there. Like I'm getting killed before I even get off of my base. Like how am I supposed to drive? four bases along like and it's just like i think i think what dice needs to do is need to bring it back down bring it back down we have the 64 to 700 players and stuff in a map it just doesn't work like as a player that does not it just doesn't it's not my uh it does not work for me and i don't think it works for dice and uh i think people uh you know people enjoy all the battlefield battlefield 4 battlefield 5 battlefield whatever but I think Bad Company was probably the height of oh yeah the reason the why they yeah the reason why they're able to make Battlefield Four, Battlefield Five, and everything is because Bad Company was such a a uh, was such a great it was such a success and also it was an alternative what when it first came out it was like it was an alternative to like it, the Twitch. Call of Duty. Call of Duty. Call That's what, it, it literally went from Call of Duty to that because of Tone, our yeah. friend. He convinced me to play it, and I was like, I, after that, I never went back. I yeah, just, it was it was a contrast. It was just like something like if you don't like that type, here's a little bit something that's a little bit more. Uh, I would say I, I don't want to say intellectual, but it 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 made you think a little bit more than just well, run shoot. You know, yeah, I mean? vehicles. I mean, I want I don't want to say realistic because it's not necessarily yeah. more realistic, but it was just different and it was i mean you had more options than what you could do yeah but yeah i mean yeah, anyways yeah. i, I want to move on now because we've i could talk about i think we could all talk about bad companies too for two hours if we wanted to but <laughs> unfortunately i want to i want to move on to 2019 stay stay where we're at i think uh so anthem yeah it's a sad state of affairs of where it's at now uh, hopefully for you ralph they get it right i think me and brandon are like that ship has sailed since the alpha, but, and it's um, on, I got it on my hard drive. I, you still haven't it. uninstalled it yet. Wow, you're holding out, yeah, man. I'm it's impressed. On my hard drive because you know I die hard. I, I die hard. Um, well, you know? well, moving on. So we this year we also got the announcement of the PS5. Surprise, surprise! It's called the PlayStation Five. Um, Sony is promising the PS5 will support 8K graphics, 3D audio, super fast SSDs, whatever that means, and backwards compatibility with existing PlayStation 4 games, which is cool. Um, the, according to the architecture, it's entirely new hardware inside the PlayStation 5. It's going to be an 8-core CPU on AMD's third-gen Ryzen line, uh, built on the chip company's latest 7 nanometer Zen 2 processor. And a custom GPU based on AMD's Rayon Navi hardware, which will bring ray tracing to graphics, which is pretty cool. Um, the most notable thing is they keep touting 8K graphics, but like, I think that me personally, I don't think that's a, a huge selling point for the majority of people because I think what we really want is frames per second with a decent, I'd say 2K to 4K resolution, and not a lot of TVs will be 8K by the time it releases and holiday 2020 so what did you guys think of the announcement of the playstation 5 were you surprised 
surprised in what sense that they're making another one. <laughs> it was more of a sarcastic question. So no, um, uh... yeah, I um, it almost didn't matter to me what they said was in it. I knew that if I if somebody put a gun to my head and said, "Hey, you will buy either an Xbox or a PlayStation," I would buy a PlayStation. Like the Xbox One kind of broke me in terms of what I like about consoles to the point where my Xbox one is just gathering dust and I don't have another console. I built a PC and I haven't looked back. I kind of miss some of the game time that I spent with you guys, but you know, part of the fact that I'm in a completely different time zone in another part of the world um, has altered how I play games anyway. So it's a solitary experience no matter what. So that's kind of where I'm at. Like, I, I just know that it doesn't matter. Um, doesn't what, matter what. What I don't understand about the 8K is, like, the human eye can't... We can hardly see 4K. So why are they making things 8K? Because people like big numbers. It's like yeah. the phone race. Um, <laughs> at some point, they just throw specs and specs and specs at you, and then... People not like us, but not necessarily us, would be like, well, my system has this and d- 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 mm-hmm. like this processor and this amount of memory. And, that like, and it just becomes fodder for fanboys. Like, it was one of the some... selling points for PlayStation 4. Not saying that was the only reason why, but everyone knew PlayStation 4 was the more powerful system. And I think that really helped it. It wasn't the only thing, but... Yeah, it was those exclusives, man. Uh, at the time, at I think what really... I mean, I don't want to dive into it, but I think... That they, we didn't really know the exclusives that they had at the time of the announcement of the PS4, right? Because they didn't have Horizon Zero Dawn, um, they did have Uncharted, but I think the f- I think I'm just saying I think the fact that they we all knew that PS4 was the more powerful system was a huge selling point for them, on top of what Microsoft did to themselves. Yeah, I think that that was the other big part of it too. Just What's that? you know, they're it's always on game sharing and all the other stuff. Yeah. Well, the thing is, see, so all right, so. Uh, all right, so we'll talk about the Xbox Five. So the Xbox Five—I mean, not the Xbox Five. <laughs> yeah, see, like you're already confused. So see, like what is? Hey, look at you. You're already confused. The, 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 the Thank you, Microsoft, uh, for confusing yeah, all so of us. Yeah, so they're gonna come out with the PS Five. They've been coming out with them since 1994. Surprise, surprise! They came out with another one. You know what I mean? Like, um, uh, I don't really—it's not a every PlayStation system I've had has broken on me, so I can't really even. Every Xbox like, system I, I've had is broken on me. So yeah, every every PlayStation I've had is broken. So, and I still have my launch uh, Xbox One. Um, I just think uh, uh, Sony and um, I think the reason Sony won, my uh, Sony did so big this time is because Microsoft dropped the ball. Um, they thought they were something that they weren't, and it was price. Yeah. And it yeah, was it was it was price, and they thought that they were something that they weren't. Um, they, they they did have a vision. I think that they had a vision, and also terrible they, vision. They didn't, but they did not know how to stick to their convictions, right? Yeah, just because you, you can articulate something right? and put words to it mm-hmm. doesn't mean that your vision is good. And that's <laughs> what I saw during their entire well, presentation. Xbox, Xbox One wasn't a game point. system. It was not a game right. system. Yeah, well, it was that's what he means. Or that's what I think he means when he says vision, because vision was this is like the center of your entertainment home, and so that was their vision for that system. And for me, 
it was pretty apparent in the beginning because when the PlayStation 3 launched, you're like, that thing isn't godly expensive. And then you look at the Xbox 360, you're like, oh, that's not only is that a cheaper system, but, you know, it has all these other bells and whistles to it. So money was a huge factor when the Xbox One came out. And then Sony was like, not only are we $100 less expensive because we're not forcing you to buy a Kinect. They also came out with that trolling video. I don't know if you guys remember it, where they were like, oh, game sharing on our system is like this. And so it was like a an infomercial of how to share a game on a PlayStation that was made by Sony. And it was like, I want to share a game. And this dude took a disc, turned and handed it to another dude. I vaguely and remember so, that, yeah. Was yeah. That complete I, shot yeah, at Microsoft. Complete yeah, shot. Yeah, it was a big yeah. shot. But if you think about face. think about it now, think about it now. Think about where we are now in gaming. When's the last time you bought a used game? Oh, I couldn't tell you. Exactly. So we. Ended I'm also up, a different point in my I, life, though. I'm not like that. Yeah. I'm not that hard up for cash, or I'm trying but to trade even in my so, games. Even with the PC and the whole, <laughs> even with the whole I'm rich, bitch, <laughs> not quite. We exactly right. The DRM thing, right? Brandon, yeah. you're on. You're on. You're on. You're on Steam. PC. You're on Steam. It's DRM from from the root of you're the right. You're, you're right. Ended, but here's the thing: they ended up it, in this. They ended up in the same place. That they always were going to be. The problem was the Connect. I'll give them that. The Connect was was totally not. But if you look at the Connect, what is Connect? What's the difference between Connect and like Alexa, right? If Connect could do the same thing so. that, huh? I'm Those sorry, Alexa. Things. Alexa's like, who are you talking to? Just oh. wake it up. <laughs> <laughs> um, but like, no, uh, no, they're not. They were they were going to be the exact same thing. It was just for a game system. It was just too far ahead of the time. I think if they would have stuck with the DRM thing. An analogy. No. Uh-huh. I'll give you an analogy. Here's an analogy. If I were to tell you a story by starting at the end, you better be able to articulate that end incredibly well for me to buy into the vision of what is going to have to happen before we even get there. They told a story that started at the end and didn't articulate a good way of how they're going to get there. Oh, and we're also going to charge you more money for it. Our mic fell. So while there are some filmmakers and some authors who can start a story at the end and keep you invested all the way through, they weren't able to express their vision in a way that that did that. And it was a change. So I think you're right. Too. Yeah, I think they were asking we did us- get there. They're asking for gamers to change their way of thinking, and we weren't ready for that, I don't think, at that time. Like, they wanted us to change our views on the used game process, the DRM process, and they actually had some cool features. I think, like, the family sharing, you could share the game up to, like, 10, with 10 people, I think it was initially, and, but you're right, they didn't articulate it well at all. I mean, you can't, you, you, you have to really hit home on your message if you want to change the way gamers are going to game. Like, we are. Here's the other part of that. Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no. Go ahead. I'm done. I am. Done. I was just going to say the last thing I was going to say. So, uh, Ralph, you brought up the fact that I'm on PC and DRM and all the other stuff. And P- so you're saying, you know, they wanted us to change the way that we did our stuff. One thing that I knew, even when I was on the Xbox, is that the marketplace for games was entirely different. So I don't have to buy a used game. I can get games for cheaper on PC than I ever would have got them used by buying them for any console. 
So you look at a Steam sale, games are regularly less than $10. And like we're talking AAA titles. Or you go to the Epic Store and they're giving them away for free. Mm-hmm. So while well, I understand sure. what you're saying about where we ended up, they weren't – the world wasn't in a place where they could even understand that. Because, and PC gamers Microsoft, got it. Microsoft, Microsoft changed their – they changed their vision and still ended up like 50 million consoles less, right? This is my, my whole thing. Like don't change your vision and still lose like badly. Like if you're going to change – if it's all because change, of the initial reveal. That was what caused it. Yeah, it was the, the, the initial reveal. You and them, all you they, want. Like, it wasn't like they, they, they revealed it and then said, well, we're going to just stick to our guns. No, they initially revealed it and then they changed their guns. It was just like, no, you say this is what, we're, this is what our system is. And if we fail doing this, just the same way, um, uh, well, who was it? Um, uh, who was it? Nintendo failed with the Wii U, right? But they didn't change what the Wii U was or anything like that. They didn't start putting in uh, the smaller controller or anything else like that. No, they said this here's is another what, way of putting it. This is what we're, here's another way of putting it. Doing. And I don't we, think that you're wrong, but here's another way of putting it. They said the loud part quiet and the quiet part loud. The shit that they were saying about where we are now should have mm-hmm. been an internal roadmap. Yeah, they're like, hey. They should have said to us, the gamers, hey, you liked Xbox 360. Here's what we're going to do. Here are all the backwards compatible games that you're going to get. Here are all the exclusives and the games that we're going to have at launch. And we're going to try to make this your entertainment system. Internally, they should have said, here is our roadmap for how we're going to do the thing that they are doing now. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and that would have alleviated all of this. That's that that's been great. Again, from from what I said at the beginning, they thought they were something they weren't, and they weren't. They weren't. Uh, your 360 wasn't your. I mean, you watch Netflix, which was pretty cool, but it wasn't the center of your entertainment uh, box. Like they tried to be a cable company and all this other stuff, right? They yeah. had like pass through with your cable box. They had fucking Roger Goodell. Wasn't Roger Goodell on the stage? Yeah, they like, did like was, some NFL promotion, but like, so the yeah, like they were just something they weren't. But I do think I my hats off to PlayStation. Uh, you know, but my thing with uh, the thing with PlayStation was like um, I don't know. I've just been in, I've been with Microsoft so long, and I like. Uh, you know, I like the things they do, and like Game Pass is like the best thing in the world. So, but you just talked about sticking with the company in like Bioware. You can't just stick with Microsoft because that's the problem I have with. Oh, I know we're so off topic right now. I'm just I want to move on to the next <laughs> thing. But like, I that's the reason why I bought Xbox One was like, you know what? Screw it. I don't like their what they what they presented. I don't like the Connect. It's a hundred dollars more. Whatever. I'm gonna stick with it because a 360. You know, you took care of me or whatever. Right. I was happy with my 360. And look what Microsoft did. They, the nothing came out for the Connect. I thought the Connect was gonna be this like really cool thing, which it is. It was a really cool tool that they could have used in games. Another what what killer Connect game did you get? Way. What killer Connect game did you? Can you tell me that you played? You know, like what. I, I thought that I thought that the I thought that the technology was intriguing, right? It wasn't like the that you were buying nothing. <laughs> That's a system seller. 
The, yeah. The, Who the, said the, I got the, an Xbox One because the Kinect's coming with it? Who the, said the, that? The, Nobody. The technology was in, intriguing, and it had the voice. It was like just ahead of the, just a little ahead of the curve with the whole voice. Uh, recognize like they couldn't get it to work as good as the things we've gotten now. But they were, they had a head start on those things. You know what I mean? Like they were the. It's just like a lot of things. A lot of things that Microsoft has has done. It's just everything that uh, everything that PlayStation Network is is just a copy of what Xbox Live was, right? But when I got a when I got a PlayStation like a PlayStation Three, like they still had like tap to talk, like they didn't even have party chat or none of that stuff like that. All that stuff comes from Microsoft saying, "Hey, this is what we're experimenting with as far as your online gaming experience." Well, 360 so, did the same thing. They copied a lot of stuff that PS2 did, right? They went for exclusives, they went for a cheaper price. I mean, they did I a mean, lot. I mean, like every every system has exclusive, right? right? It's, I'm just it's saying a, it's, it's, a, it's a I'm saying that all the way we play video games as far as multiplayer, as far as online, a lot of it started with Microsoft innovating in that space. All the game stores and all that stuff that all started on Xbox Live. They on were the 360. first people to do it. But does all that mean, that, just because I'm they t- did it first, doesn't mean you should stick with them, though, is what I'm saying. No, I don't no, no, like no, that no, idea. No, you, no. you were talking Again, about... I said before, if somebody does something right and you copy it, it's like, hey, this is the standard on how these things are. I'm not saying... I'm saying that Microsoft started... And they did these things way back when, and they stuck with them. What happened with the Xbox One is that they wanted to try these things. They wanted to try to do something new, but they did not stick to their goals. They did not stick to their laurels and say, okay, this is if we if we have a loss on this, yeah, we do. We'll get them again the next time. No, they just kept backflipping and backpedaling. Because they knew that after that initial it's, release that they were effed. They knew that after what Sony came out with. And what they showed uh, shortly, I think it was before, I can't remember the timing, but they knew that if they didn't change or backtrack, they were going to get hammered even worse than they are now. That's why they changed PlayStation, PlayStation, PlayStation started in the same spot the were, generation before. And they ended up, and they, they started in the same spot a generation before, and they ended up even by the time the generation ended. Oh, the, but the Microsoft, there's no way they're going to get even this this gen no, there's no, no way you know why because they're so flippant about what they believe in well there's it's it's, it's un- i don't think un- that's true it's unattainable there's no way it's physically i would say it's impossible for them to catch up and also they 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 again they they rested a lot on um they rested a lot on multiplayer thinking that that was going to be the big thing which it was a big thing they just did not have the like think about if, if microsoft had bought um epic how big they would be. I mean, they are big. Like to, to tell the truth, to like to tell the truth, if you take the consoles out of it, like Microsoft has pretty much won the generational thing. Because if you look at it just like at a, you know, like a base level, Microsoft owns probably the second biggest online game in the world. They probably got the probably the biggest <laughs> online infrastructure. They got uh, this the Game Pass, which is they got the the biggest uh, PC structure because everybody that plays PC games, like eighty five percent of them are on Microsoft system on Microsoft. Yeah, software. it's not eighty five percent. It's more ninety five percent. It's more like twenty five percent. Wait, we name all the games that are back that are on Game Pass that are both PC and on Xbox. It's not that uh, many. 
It's a no, lot, no, but it's not that many. No, I'm talking about pure PC gaming, period. Every time you go on, you go to PC gaming, you're on a Microsoft, or you're on Microsoft software. Oh, yeah, because you're, you're on Windows, Windows 10, yeah, yeah. you're on Windows or whatever, or whatever. So you're already on Microsoft, so they, they've gotten there. You just take, like, the console consoles away, then the Microsoft, has, they've gotten, they're making money. They're making money hand over fist, you know? So they're like, uh, they're all right. They're just bad at marketing themselves. <laughs> all right, well, we can get into the next, because that's another topic, is when they announced, okay, they right. announced their sorry. system. I'm no, sorry, I, I'm sorry. No, don't apologize. This is like you said. I I, I love it, but I want to I want to stick to the 2019 theme. I love okay. the conversation about because we yeah, could talk ad nauseum about the PS4 and Xbox One mm-hmm. launch competition, whatever war, whatever you want to talk about. We could talk ad nauseum about that, and I would love to. But I want to stay stay on track here. I mean, mm-hmm. reel us back in a little bit here. Hey everyone, thanks for listening to part one of our review of the top nerd news stories of 2019. Stay tuned for part two tomorrow. If you're enjoying Nerds Adulting, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and share.